What is going on, folks? My name is Barely Allen, and welcome to another edition of Barely Allen's Comic Book Cove. And today we are going to do our next watch along track. If you read the trailer, you are or read the description, you already know that today's watch along track is going to be the wonderful Avengers movie, the end of phase one of Marvel's Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. Before we get into it, since it's a long movie, um, let's just get we let, let's get the movie started, and then we'll talk about stuff. So uh, I'm on Disney Plus. I am on the black screen. I am all the way at zero seconds with it paused, and I'm gonna pl press play in five. I'm gonna say now when it's time to play. In five, four, three, two, one, play now. All right, so fantastic movie, always a really good one. Um, and funnily enough, if you if you look back, I mean, it holds up as far as a Marvel movie does, but it's kind of one of the lesser lesser driven ones. I I want to say, like, there's not as much driving me to put on the Avengers each time. I'd rather watch Avengers: Age of Ultron or any of the other team up movies but maybe that's just me this is take two of this i woke up way too early this morning tried to record it and almost put myself to sleep so we went ahead and stopped that one this was a a suggestion by joss whedon to make it so not only was, I mean, obviously, he wrote this one, so he had Loki being the big bad, but he told MCU, hey, you need to make him sent by someone else, like, someone higher up, and that needs to be someone like Thanos or something. They're like, cool, yeah, it's Thanos. And it's funny to see that that's the kind of decision that leads us to 2019-2020 with Infinity War and Endgame. On that quick response. Mm. Colby Smulders is Maria Hill. She's pretty good. Fan casting in me. I would have changed that one. But she crushes it. Good recommendation by Allison Hannigan of How I Met Your Mother and American Pie and Buffy the Vampire Slayer to recommend to Joss Whedon that he utilize her because she she's very good at bringing levity to her lines. Phase one, phase two. I like how they kind of reference that in here because I feel like that's definitely them making reference to the film phases as well. Like some of that has to come from that because they call them MCU movie chunks phases. 
this being the last of phase one and after this is phase two which is led by iron man three and thor the dark world so i mean phase two really wasn't ready he says that later on we'll, we'll talk about it again two and a half hours of time to fill you best believe we're gonna make our way back to the beginning That can be harmful. <laughs> In his nest, as usual. Oh. My pipe isn't with me. It should be right here in my spot, and I think I moved it away while I was just trying to tidy up the area again. As is tradition. So I am going to grab that real quick. Just keep listening. And while you do, think about how great it is that it takes the person who has, who isn't the intelligent one of the bunch, the guy who's just really good at archery, to look at it a little differently and introduce that paradigm shift that allows them to realize, oh, fuck, yeah, it is a doorway. That's probably the other side. It can't be anyone else messing with it. that energy just kind of lifting off of him after he uses the uses that as a portal to get through this movie one of the I guess the only movie beyond Infinity War and Endgame to have more than one stone in it We have to keep that in mind as we go, because Loki's scepter is powered by the Mind Stone, and the Tesseract contains the Space Stone. So here we have two Infinity Stones primarily in play. And in my own personal opinion, Loki should have whipped a lot more ass if he had two Infinity Stones in his possession. Goes to show you how much emotion dictates what he ends up doing. Such an underutilization of the Mind Stone as well. He was so slick with it. Like him trying to exit out real quick without anyone noticing. Mm. 
He looks so strung out. Loki of amphetamine. How many people do you think uh, Loki was trying that out with and accidentally like tore right through him? Because he doesn't know exactly how resilient humans are, how fragile they are. You know, he's used to that Asgardian kind of durability. So I feel like there's a realistic scene where he just goes to try to do it and tears right through somebody. <sighs> feel like there's a way better way of doing this and there's a way where it's not an out loud radio but it's a headset that you hear because that totally could have compromised her for the worse if she hadn't have been suspicious he could have gotten the drop on her I love the insights of S.H.I.E.L.D. infrastructure that we get through these movies. Uh, I think that makes them so much more worth it. The... You know, like in Captain America Winter Soldier and in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, even. And Captain America Civil War. We get to see more of the hierarchy of what governs them and the infrastructure that goes in place. And that's almost as cool as seeing the superheroes do the stuff as seeing how S.H.I.E.L.D. realistically operates in this super-powered world, how they're able to pull it off. The ultimate implosion of S.H.I.E.L.D. It begins here, and it ends in a few years. Clark Gregg. If he would have turned, we would have been screwed. There would have been no way to save the Avengers at that point. Why not try to take out Fury or Corrupt Fury? Because Fury on your side would be such a good resource. 
And I know Loki doesn't really know these people, but obviously he could tell that Fury is the big boss. Maybe he was just looking at it practically. It was like, ah, dude's only got one eye. That's like half the visibility. Level seven. Assemble, that's what we do. <laughs> Apparently when the crew was filming, there wasn't many days, or when the cast and crew were filming, there weren't uh, a whole bunch of times that they were all together. Because, you know, and just people's schedule and whatnot. You work it out when you can. And there was one time when Chris Evans, Captain America, just texted everyone and said, Assemble. And it was a call for all of them to go out that night. And Clark Gregg says it's the single best text message that he's ever gotten. So I like that Clark Gregg is as fanboyish as Coulson is. Such an excellent extraction of information on her part. She plays this guy like a fiddle. He's got to know that she's flipping the interrogation, too. <laughs> Hold her mouth so she can stop fucking talking. I'm so excited for this Black Widow movie to come out. Cannot wait. I'm excited to see more of her being Black Widow. <laughs> Colson threatening as hell. I think that call would have meant a lot more coming from Fury to where she would have been like, uh, er, oh, coming. Phones with buttons, so old. <laughs> I had an iPhone in 2012, so they could have as well. God, no fucking sweat for her to just wipe out the all these guys real quick. I do wish she would have threw one, just whatever. Just like, not even worried about the chain, just eating him right down there. 
Strike Team Delta. Two people. Strike Team Delta. I love it. There was an early draft of this movie that, uh, per Robert Downey Jr.'s request, they had tried to make it so Iron Man was the focal point of the movie. It just didn't work out that well. Uh, took away too much from the story of every of what's happening in this. Like that she said, you're a doctor first. I think she got a little confused while delivering. It's okay, it worked out well. Ah, uh, so careful. Mark Ruffalo is an absolutely fantastic Hulk. I love her elegant evening wear. Don't really know what you can get away with when you're confronting him, so you can't necessarily just rely on your raw sex appeal as you do in other ways. You can't work. You got to be disarming but firm. He can't see you as a threat, but he has to also know that he can't ravage right through you. This is such a like a delicate line to toe uh, on behalf of Black Widow. far reach of shield to be able to just absolutely reach through all this BS and they've been keeping an eye on him, keeping other people off of him. Just that reach of shield. I love the the far reach of shield and it always changes a little bit. Like we always see the reach of shield change a little bit more and a little bit more. Tesseract. <laughs> For real, though. I'm I'm sorry, that was mean.
<laughs> I feel like part of that's him to make sure of that too to see if he can trust her or not from what he said and she lied to him right away and still ends up being the most trust is between those two Phase two, phase two. You can only do phase two. Phase two isn't ready yet. There's this what I was talking about earlier. I like the the clever way that they kind of reference it again, you know? Phase two isn't ready yet. I think the way that everyone, uh, I love the way that they, pr uh, kind of present everything for you in this movie. We get our initial villain threat and then we start to see our calls to action for people. Um, and then we go back to that a little bit. And now we're like, okay, these are the characters that you know better. Here, here you just saw Captain America, like, at the end of last year. This is Cap. You know what happened to him. I, I like, and then the quickest is Tony, and they're like, here you go, bud. This is, this is what's going on. We need you. He's like, yep, you need me. So I, I like the way that they pull that off for each involved party. Black Widow, we don't know that much of. We saw her in Iron Man 2, but there's still so much of her that we don't know. So that's even why she gets her intro. And it leads into the Hulk, because it's kind of a necessity for there. I love that line. They said we won. They didn't say what we lost. Fury's way of getting Steve interested as well too. I like it. I like the the plans for how to get everyone involved. You know, bring, sending Coulson for Stark because he he likes Coulson. You know, he's he still keep, keeps a little bit of a kind spot in his heart for him. Cap, let's let's send him into Fury, the only person that he knows, and he'll respect hierarchy. Because that's what he responds to. He's a he's a militaristic-minded individual. He will respond to, "Hey, this is the shit. This is 
the sergeant major of shield you know like so he he responds very well to that and finding out that it's the tesseract but that works well for that <clears throat> and uh yeah black widow being the one to bring in hulk be the least the most disarming person towards him A beacon. <laughs> I love Avengers Tower slash Stark Tower. One of the nicest things about uh, Spider-Man for the Spider-Man game for the PS4 is being able to find the Avengers Tower and climb up at one of the tallest buildings in the game. So this high-tech stuff in his suit. He literally just video called with Pepper and he's got a Bluetooth headset in still. Unless that's something for controlling. Yeah, no, that's Bluetooth. I doubt if it was a part of a crucial part of the suit that he would leave it out so willy nilly. I lifted the heavy things. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie because there's not as much chase happening between Pepper and Tony. They're together. Like a... Security breach. <laughs> I like how warm and receptive she is towards Coulson. <laughs> Which I know nothing about. Nice save, Pepper. Half a mo. So, yeah, fun fact, Gwyneth Paltrow is not wearing shoes in this, so she could seem shorter and Robert Downey Jr. is wearing platforms of three or four inches because Gwyneth Paltrow is pretty tall Robert Downey Jr. is not so much as you can see because there's only an uh, inch or two between them with these height differences
work hard. If he's interested, he will. The cellist uh, subplot there that they briefly mentioned is uh, featured in a couple episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe it's just one episode. But we, we, we learn more about the cellist that he's in, interested in. So another fun thing to switch between the two. It didn't. <laughs> the idioms do feel a little forced. I understand the purpose of them, but they feel forced. <laughs> Creepiest way of saying that. You're definitely the man for the job, Steve. Don't you worry, bud. Mm. I like the... He's just like, eh. I thought I'd get some dope new outfit. I'm stuck with the same old shit, I guess. Okay. Doesn't Stark get like 27 new outfits all the time and... I guess some of them still have that initial design similarity. Mm. That's one, of, I think that's one of Thanos' henchmen that we end up seeing in Infinity War, but I'm not too sure. You question us. See? Alright, so, and here, when he's creating a mirage of himself, you can't see the strain that he's putting on himself by wielding Infinity Stones. You don't see the, the look around his eyes. Oof. Tom Hiddleston, always a good anti-hero. He's definitely more he uh, villain than hero in this, but he's a good anti-hero. Ooh. I love seeing the flying Chitauri in the background. Such a neat illusion towards him. But yeah, see, there we go. He got the strung out eyes again. 
Oh, hi, Thor. <laughs> Looks very much like Tommy Wiseau in this movie. That aircraft is so neat with the wings that kind of fold in like that. So it's not gliding, but then instead it's cutting through the air more so. So it can land easier. That's neat. Mm. I like how he's so respectful towards her, ma'am. And they end up having some of the most back and forth towards each other. Mm. Still so inspirational. Like, he didn't even know that he's going to be leading a team or anything like that. He's still just being inspirational. I like it. Only word I care about. True leader. Such a dope helicarrier. <laughs> Not quite submerged. Submerged in the sky. <laughs> submerged with extra air. <laughs> no, no, this is much worse. Uh, Ant-Man and Wasp initially were supposed to be founding members of the Avengers in the movies, but they wanted to wait until Ant-Man got his own movie out, which ended up being, what was it, 2015, I think. 2015, so three years after the fact, they finally got him going. Um... But if you're wondering what role the Wasp would have played, take uh, Black Widow's parts and replace them, because that's where that ended up changing. Because she was in a very early version of the script. I like the breakdown. Fury's just like, all right, let's do this thing. And then Hill knows all the technical speak for it. So she like calls out the commands to everyone on what to do for it so they can make it happen. And she'll still report it back to him. Like she'll kind of dumb down whatever he says. <laughs> this is so Captain America too. Like to keep honest on his bet and everything. All them Bluetooths. Just need some AirPods. That's what we need to be <laughs> utilizing.
Huh. The Pentagon, uh, while talking about, while responding to a request to appear in the movie to pull off S.H.I.E.L.D., said, couldn't reconcile the unreality of S.H.I.E.L.D. and our place in it. To elaborate, it's left ambiguous as to whether S.H.I.E.L.D. is a national or international agency, and the Pentagon didn't like the implication that the U.S. military would answer to anyone but the U.S. government, and thus declined involvement in this movie. However, the U.S. Army did get involved. Huh. I need an eyeball. <laughs> Such pride. I understand, because when given the opportunity to get comic books signed by writers, that's the way I am about it, too. I get it. Such a beautiful scene with the orchestral music playing above it. That is nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Something to talk about in a little bit here. Pay no attention to the unrelated noises of nothing happening in my background. Here we got... Man, this is a real show, so I could just be like, Roll the clip, Jared! Jared was just the first name that popped into my head for that. If anyone knows what that's a reference from, I'll always appreciate finding out what the hell my random ass references are for. Are for. Mm. There we go. Look at that. Got regular eyes again. Like, that's part of what his focus is for changing right now. Like, one of the reasons why he's more happily showing off the mirages of himself. And that car was actually supposed to flip over, and it didn't initially. So, its skidding was an accident. 
I love such a good monologue on his behalf. But I feel like this guy should have been standing the whole time. Should have never knelt in the first place, but I like how much he's called out by Loki. Not a single person looked to him. No one in front was looking back. I like to know what his things are for everyone. So we got the soldier. I'm sure that Black Widow's the spy. We know Hulk's the monster. Had to pay attention, see what happens. Come on, say it, Cap. You know you want to say I can do this all day. <laughs> That's so Tony Stark to hack into this thing just so he can blare his music. Huh. Reindeer games. It's funny because in Thor Ragnarok, prominent character of reindeer games, Matt Damon plays Loki uh, while presenting the play for the Asgardians of the death of Loki. Quote-unquote death of Loki. Dude cannot die. Hmm. I like how you can kind of get that disdain from Tony a little bit um, and see how they'll have their break in the future. But I feel like Tony's so justified. Good old Thor. I love how badass he looks in this movie. <laughs> I have a plan. 
attack. I was watching something and they referenced a plan of attack and I was wondering what that was from. Because I think of that line all the time. I have a plan. Attack. And I love it because it's kind of like the uh, the stupid, you know, superhero way. Well, Loki. And he's laughing because he knows that if he's got Thor, he's he's going to make it out of here just fine. Thor isn't a good uh, judge, jury, and executioner when it comes to family. So dark. I like the... Uh, I remember a shadow. Uh, you feel it. Yeah. You tell him, Thor. <laughs> Fucking got him. I mean to rule them. Mm. Done so fantastically. Uh, and the fucking, the bitterness that he says Odin's son with. You just feel that. Who controls the would-be king? I love the, the, just the... That line is so well-written and so quickly delivered. I, I really enjoy that. Who controls the would-be king? <laughs> I love how childish they are towards each other. He weareth her drapes. <laughs> <laughs> I love these little hypothetical fight scenes of the who who would rather and I think it's actually Stan Lee who said the very well put version of it and that's that you can't ever have a winner in these because that takes away from the mysticism of what hero would win because they're heroes so there's never any realistic time where they would fight each other all out in stories so they can never show that that well where they're going to go all out and who would actually win when 
style. Just a thought, pro uh, 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 something I randomly thought of while we have this superhero fighting scene, and they still do a pretty good amount of showing some of them, but they de-escalate pretty well. Like, it's not a clear winner or loser. It's just like, all right, and we're done now, okay? Thanks, guys. Or getting people to see the right way or what have you. <laughs> See, this is why Stark needs the vibranium suit. Yep. I want to know what kind of suit designs he makes to change things after, you know, after Cap beats him or after, after Thor squishes his armor like that. <laughs> I just love that part. I feel like it needs a I'll put the hammer down. The initial footage of this movie ended up being over three hours long and Joss Whedon took out over thirty minutes. And most of that was just Captain America adjusting to life in modern day. But instead that ended up being footage used and retold more so for Captain America Winter Soldier. Good stuff. I like that. I like the thought of him just being tossed in the fire. He's not necessarily coming to acceptance. He's finding regularity out of, here's a mission. We need you to go serve the way that you serve. Mm. Just, just like mustache curly enough Tom Hiddleston is fantastic as a villain you, you love to hate him and you hate to love him <laughs> no you love to hate him and you love to love him especially as time goes on and he tricks you more and more when we're further on down the line of these movies mm. so well And here, uh, there's a part where we're able to see Loki's heat signature on the screen. So I'm keeping an eye for. But it doesn't show his heat signature, it shows him all blue. Which is reference to him being a frost giant because he's not warm-blooded, he's cold-blooded. Thor's taking offense. I love that look of him without the arm bracers and without the... The cape? Mmm, just good stuff. Ooh. He's pissed.
I love how much they end up taking apart what he says here, you know, the warm light for all mankind to share. <laughs> Very hospitable for a shadow organization. <laughs> The Chitari. Dr. Eric Selvig. Still in Skarsgård. Very good at his role. That's supposed to be a setup for a later scene. Uh, that didn't end up happening, but when Hulk is fighting Loki in Stark Tower, he makes a bunch of copies of himself, and Hulk can only suss him out by smelling. So he smells the crazy on him. Movie, movie names for everyone. <laughs> Ooh, nice sl slick little plant. Says 120 million Kelvin. <laughs> Both of those were talks of that. Um, when electrons and anti-electrons, also known as positrons, collide, they annihilate each other, and high-energy photons, or gamma rays, the fictional means by which Bruce Banner becomes the Incredible Hulk, are produced in their place. So, he's pretty much just insult er, complimenting him on being the Hulk. Chris Evans was worried that that was going to play that he was stupid. And it was not. <laughs> I 
That's an insane amount of research and development. Ten floors. <laughs> Ooh, that's my secret, but I don't have a lid on it. <laughs> <laughs> Cap going for the uh. <laughs> so funny. So the story, and I'm sure people know it, but fuck it, I'm gonna tell it anyways. Robert Downey Jr. loved to snack while he was doing stuff because they, I mean, they're they're stuck in these areas filming these same scenes for hours and hours, or they're like, hey, we're gonna film everything in this room today, so let's do it we're gonna knock it out so he hid snacks everywhere on set and they eventually accepted it because they couldn't ever find him so he'd always have some hidden away somewhere else so they just accepted it and usually didn't end up using those takes but this is one of them that they used worked out really well and obviously the interaction with it is all improvised I always like the realistic things when they show, you know, when they have characters eating and, you know, it's not like, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast before I go to work or before I go to school. Bite, bite. Cool, that was great. I got to leave. So it feels more natural and obviously because it is natural. Hehehehehe. <laughs> Good old cat. <laughs> Ooh. Got him. <laughs> Questioning my superiors? That's something I do not know how to do. I can't, cannot compute, do not accept. <laughs> it does blow up in his face, though. Very good uh, call. Seems like he couldn't be that focused at that point, but he is. He's on it. I think you can't really compare the two of those either. They're drastically different.
<laughs> I like the uh, the tension between the two of them where Tony's like, Brew, just do it. You've got a gift. Flaunt it. Love it. Because Tony hasn't necessarily seen the bad parts of what he does and I mean, aside from family and friends getting attacked all the time. Drifting over the line. Oh, because it's the villains, that's why. They don't care what kind of rules they break. I just think the way that this core thing looks, this iridium melted down for this, looks really neat. With its open gaps and unevenness. Makes it look more volatile. So, she was actually supposed to have a cameo in the movie. But uh, due to pregnancy, was unable to appear, so they ended up just doing this little force scene. <laughs> Agreed. Build Schnipe. <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> they definitely do come through that way. I wish they would have had, like, them teaching those idioms to Thor and to Cap. Like, oh, yeah, no, we call that a bull in a china shop here. Oh, bull in a china shop, okay. Chris Hemsworth sells the fuck out of this. Not wrong. <laughs> Good. Here we go. She plays him so well. She's so good at extracting information from people.
Man, just realizing we still haven't seen the Hulk yet. <laughs> I feel like she needs I need to let this scene keep going through Got him. Got him. Ooh. Got him. All of the phase two weapons all have the Hydra Hydra emblem on them. <laughs> what were you lying? Yep. 
Samuel Jackson trying to trying to bring our uh, trying to bring them all down a peg. And lying still definitely is. <laughs> Captain America's on a threat watch. goes oh tons of arms and ammunition get them Tension's getting higher. I love the references to the end that we get out of this. You're not the guy to lay on the wire. There we go. He makes a sacrifice play at the end of his at the end of his run. And we got one more reference. Being worthy enough to wield Mjolnir. So good. I absolutely love that that carries through that far. You people are so pity. Amazing that Mark Ruffalo was not even able to walk before this and had facial paralysis from a brain tumor that he had a dream about having. Like, he woke up one night and he's like, dude, I had a dream that I had a brain tumor. And went into the doctor and legit had a brain tumor. And it was to a point of paralysis and facial paralysis. And shortly before doing this movie, and now you see me, he completely retrained his ability to be able to walk and perform and stuff. And he does fantastic. I, you couldn't even tell, so that's why I feel like it's interesting to bring up. Oof. 
and the attack. Oh, apparently my fan cast, Miranda Baccarin, screen tested for the role of Agent Hell. She's who I wanted to be Agent Hell. everyone trying to deal with this and we get our first time seeing Hulk in a minute here finally so we don't see him as Hulk and see this new Hulk design until this point Engine three. <laughs> Let it warm up a little bit. She gets so much better at being able to talk him down. This this is not one of those times. She does an awful job here. that your life Mark Ruffalo such a fantastic Hulk and him playing the the smart Hulk in Avengers Endgame ooh just does so well we we absolutely deserve a Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie And I like that the first person he's fighting against or coming after is the least powered person. And this is one of those situations that there's not much she can do. And she's got to know that while she is really good and effective against other humans, against the big rage monster, she's kind of fucked. Uh, look at him being all excited. <laughs> oh man Captain Fu or Captain Fury that's essentially what he is but Fury so good Nick Fury I don't know why he expected him to know which relays are in overload position. Because that ain't a thing for him to know. Especially that kind of high tech. The 
That probably had to be the most frustrating little calm conversation between the two of them. No, it's the one that... It's it's a different color than the other one, Steve. <laughs> I just... I, I plead for them to make a canon audio bit. Make it, make it while everyone's stuck in quarantine. Fucking $5, you get this fun scene of Chris Evans and RDJ reprising their MCU roles, having the conversation about telling him how to figure out which relays are in the overload position. I feel like they can make some money off of that. <laughs> I love that look on Thor's face. He's so excited. That's how he always is when he gets to fight. Thinking that ain't that ain't Hulk's strong suit. Well, that's why he's got this suit of armor. <laughs> I love how excited he is for this fight. Oh, blood. That makes him more stoked. Very faintly hear it, yeah. He's like, all right, he made me bleed. I can unload on him a bit. Ooh, slick. I really like the writing for Thor in this one. I feel like he's written very well as a character. Um, and I like the choreography for him. We get some really cool fights for him. It looked like he'll grab that dude and pushed him right in the way. Ooh, domed him. Fucking Colson. Target Agway! Target Agway! I'm excited for that. I always like that part. Makes me crack up. Oof, boy, you know what I'm really excited to watch again is Captain Marvel. And I know I got some fucking work to do to get to that point, but I'm stoked for, like, that one I haven't watched that much. Black Panther I've watched quite a bit, but it might be one of the lesser ones. Thor Dark World I even watched a bunch. 
Iron Man 3 seems to get me the most out of them. Like, oh, because <laughs> I just haven't seen as much of that one. <laughs> Fucking done for. <laughs> Such a ghetto fix on this shit. I wish you would have grabbed it and threw it right back at him for that grenade coming out. That would have looked awesome. And if anyone could pull it off, it's Cap. He's like, I got to protect the lever. Protecting the lever's my job. I protect the lever, then everyone's safe, as long as the lever's protected. Love how wicked blue his eyes look to the point where the surrounding eyes make it look like they're almost, he's almost a wee bit stoned. Come on, guys. See, it's not her. Shaking and being worried. That ain't, uh, that ain't Black Widow, brah. Such high tensions. God, you would think Thor wouldn't fall for that so often, but he does. Yeah, no kidding, Loki. I don't think he's ever not going to not fall for it. She still, he knows her tricks and like she still snuck up on him super well. No. Move away, please. Just ready to go. Ooh. See, Thor can notice that Loki was appearing behind him as well. 
I feel like the death of Coulson's kind of on Thor. You're supposed to have his back, man, especially if you're just stuck in there and you can't move or nothing. That's your buddy, man. You're supposed to have his back, dude. Whoop that ass. Look at her. She got him. She got the fuck out of him, actually. Oh, snap. And he's out. Not a very good thing if Thor could break out that easily. I mean, granted, Loki doesn't have a, net, uh, a hammer locked up with him all the time like Thor did, but... Hmm. Oof. Immolated the fuck out of him. Highly recommend the episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where you find out about what happened to uh, Agent Coulson and why he's back to life after dying in Avengers. It's done very well. Highly recommend. I feel like there's a good way to sit on that. To where you're not going to fall in right away as it picks up speed. I mean, if he would have went horizontal where it was flat and let his back rest against that and just held on to the side, he would have been fine. I mean, I say all that hypothetically because it's not like that would actually be tested, but feel like if you're looking at the baseline physics for it, if he would have, because the top part of that looked flat, whereas the bottom part where the rest of the bottom of his body was, was angled. So he's going to slide down naturally that way once he's going a certain speed. But uh, that top part where it's flat, if he would have went sideways with his body, you know, kept his head kind of where it was and brought his feet all the way up so they were level with his head, laid that way, he would have been fine. Ah, oh, shit, especially if he went on his stomach. And held on to the side of the thing. 
He could have waited. There's better execution for this. You lazy, Stark. You lazy. And I'm on to you, buddy. Buddy. Such a good moment. The loss of Coulson is something that is super needed for them. <sighs> Such a good call to action for them. One of the cards is uh, Captain America's first appearance where he punches out Adolf Hitler from an actual comic book. One of those cards that he tossed right there, you can see it. Got another fun fact for y'all. Writer and director Joss Whedon supposedly had a detailed backstory for Hawkeye written up, but was unable to even reference any of it due to time constraints. During the early planning stages, Hawkeye was envisioned to be depicted as a circus performer, trained by supervillains who manipulate him into fighting the team, essentially a modernized version of his 616 origin story. At another point, he planned to debut in Iron Man 2, as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. who works closely with Natasha Romanov, a.k.a. Black Widow, and Nick Fury. Hmm. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Wish we would got more of him. But I feel like they still leave that door open then to have more of him and other stuff as well. And keep using him as like a constant character that ties everyone else together. Oh, look at that. We're going to see a little bit of self-actualization coming back into play here. He's not feeling worthy about everything right now, so... Hmm. <laughs> so much destruction and he flew from pretty high up so I mean there to be a point where he was he picked up some hella big velocity with a constant rate of acceleration of negative 9.8 meters per second squared as he goes down. Oof. A conditioned. 
I like this gritty realization. Like the way that that's filmed and the warping kind of colors initially. I like that. I always like that. Cognitive recalibration. I say that whenever I hit myself really hard on the head. It's definitely made its way into my everyday life. Just cognitive recalibration. This is Loki. <laughs> I like that. I love those two together. They play so well off of each other. I like her call to action for being a hero because like she's this badass agent but this is what gets her to finally do it This got hurt for them because this is like, this is the first time Tony's lost someone in his escapade. With the exception of, you know, uh, fuck, why can't I think of his name? The nerdy gentleman, the, the guy who's stuck in the cave with Tony, he loses him. But beyond that, he didn't really lose anyone, so Coulson hits him hard. that a full tilt diva <laughs> uh, in that scene you can't see 
Stark's chest light lit up, or the scene before that, when they're finding out about what happened to Coulson, and that's supposed it was a flub, but everyone made their own canon. They were like, it's because his heart's dead, because Coulson's dead. You gotta suit? Yeah, then suit up. Mm. I like the suiting up parts here. Making the best fixes they can with what they have available. <clears throat> Charging up with some lightning. And getting your metal bracers put on. <clears throat> <laughs> he ruined these mint condition cards just for a call to action. He left the he left those for his dying niece to be able to cash in. That's why she wanted the signature on them. Now they're worth nothing. Uh, uh. I like Stellan Skarsgård being a crazy person. And I absolutely love the way their blue eyes look. Uh, with that kind of... They look they look universal almost, you know? It's really neat looking. Such a good low-stakes encounter between the two of them. You're just waiting for something to happen the whole time. And that makes this beautiful. <laughs> Close stick of destiny. No drink? You sure? I love his black and green garb for when he's all villained up. It looks so great. And the gold accents on it. How do you not notice if you're Loki? Like, how do you not notice him doing all that right in front of you? We have a Hulk. 
I love I love listening to Tony just being like, bro, you fucked up. And it's part of his kind of confidence with this stuff to where he's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, no, you fucked up. Accept it. And, alright, if that doesn't work, why would you touch in the same exact spot again? Touch him on the head, you know? Give him a little nice little doop right up there. Would have worked just fine. Then he could have had one of the most resourceful Avengers. Ooh, including the Chitari, we have a body count of only 151, which I feel like is kind of low, actually. So, um... Yeah, I, uh... Ooh. Nice turnaround, I love it. I feel like it's a low body count with all the destruction that happens and the amount of Chitauri that they take down. This race that's bred only for killing, is that when you're allowed to kill as a superhero? I love that realistic drop-in that we get. Kind of feel how it is for them. Quick little repulsor blast. This suit is such a neat looking one. I absolutely like his upgraded suit. And his delivery method of just being able to fly onto him and home where the wrist, the wristlets are. I like that aspect of the suit. It is very practical until the introduction of the nanoparticle suits, which makes even more sense. And surprisingly, he never did that beforehand. Even though I think it might have only worked once he was once he actually took out the the electromagnet in him. Look at that, even more gold now. As he feels grander about himself, there's more and more gold showing up on his outfit. I love how this is always just referred to, like, the incident in New York, or what happened in New York, or the New York alien attack sometimes, but more often it's just like, oh, you know, New York. I like how that's how they refer to this. That woman is running in high heels on. At that point, I would have thrown off my heels and just dipped. I like the connection. Ooh, I like the connections of everyone else's different fight scenes too, you know, like swung by right there when he's going to bring them to Black Widow and he goes by Thor and Loki fighting. I like the way it pulls it off. 
Those Quinjets fly so cool. There again, being awesome. <coughs> as awesome as they are, though, they can't take a Loki blast. Canopy, canopy, canopy. Oh, perfect. Just even it out. It'll be fine. No, you're nailing it, bud. Definitely easier than just jumping out with a parachute. Or for Cap, just jumping out and landing on your shield and rolling. And I'm sure Hawkeye's got some fun little zipline arrow where he wouldn't even need the parachute. Uh-oh. The big boss. How are they going to take that thing down? Thank God there's only one of them. More than that would be too much and our heroes would be overrun. Ugh. That armor plating is so cool. It's so rustic looking. And how it's shaped... It's just nifty looking. I super enjoy the way that it appears. You tell him, Thor. You can't you can't reason with that guy. He's like a bag full of cats. You can smell crazy on him. Oof. Bring the hammer down, Thor. Do it. I love how nicely this is shot for these scenes because this looks fantastic. It does look like what a full-scale alien attack in this universe would look like in New York. Like, it, it would be that busy. You would see this many civilians running from everywhere. It does seem pretty realistic in that sense. Is Captain America the only Avenger that Hawkeye likes in the beginning? Seems like everyone likes him, except for Tony. I swear to God, if we do not get a Budapest answer in this fucking Black Widow movie, 
then I'm going to stab somebody. I'll go to the theaters during COVID to get my answer. I'm okay with that. But if I go to the theaters during COVID and that isn't the case, ooh, I'm pissed. I think they should be releasing everything simultaneously while, they, while they're still banking on people going to see movies in person. People getting upset at the $30 price tag for the movie at home. I feel like you release it both ways and that maximizes your profits and you still let the stupid people go see it in theaters, but fuck, I'm, I'll pay 30 bucks for a brand new movie that I can keep forever. Like, that's so much cheaper than going to a movie theater. And I have, you know, me and Mrs. Allen have a projector screen and a projector down here anyways. A smaller one, but it's still 10 feet. It's 120 inches, so fuck it, right? Rather do that shit than risk going to a theater and getting COVID right now. Because it's like a hotbed, I feel like, for shit. Fingers crossed for Black Widow, though. That movie's going to be amazing. I'm feeling it. And I'm loving this new female-led representation that we're getting in the MCU with it being Wasp and Ant-Man's daughter, you know, kind of coming into more prevalence. We got Morgan Stark, who's going to be getting a little older soon. We got She-Hulk starting. Um, we have Thor being taken over by Natalie Portman. And here we go. Tell him to suit up. No, he said he doesn't get a suit. He's exposed like a nerve. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Such a really cool transformation there. And it shows that if he tries, he can control the Hulk stuff a bit more so, you know? He's learned his shit. And the armor falling off of it there, that's great. Fucking Hulk. I like this. Epic little scene. I used to have this as a screensaver for my laptop way back when. I thought it was a really cool one. And then I got tired of seeing it. And I took it off. And now I'm glad to see it again. But it's like when you make a song, your alarm, that you really like. And then you start to hate the song. Because then you're like, ugh, this means wake up. Legolas, there we go, another movie reference, so we've got, um, 
I forget if he makes one towards him. Towards Cap. He makes uh, quite a few point, uh, pop culture references. Iconic Hulk line from the comics. Hulk smash. I like that reference to it where we're not getting a very intelligible Hulk. And that kind of just worked out nice. The way that it was introduced by Steve and everything. Look at him go. Such an epic display of lightning and thunder coming from Mjolnir. Good old Sparkles. Lord of Lord of Lightning. <laughs> Whatever else uh, Jeff Goldblum says about him in Thor Ragnarok that offends him. I like how he hasn't realized that they can't bank worth a damn, even though they've been chasing him this whole time. Uh, talk about immolation. That just, like, completely melted the metal of their little glider things. The destruction of New York in this wake, though, like, they definitely didn't go through this the smartest way so they like absolutely destroy New York and it is justified you know like what are you going to do when aliens attack but they also and there's quite a few times where they take out like look at that look at Hulk come on how can you how can you justify having that out in the city and still probably took out a couple people there Realistically, not in the actual body count, but realistically. Mm. I love her using Chitari weapon and now she's going to use a Chitari glider. She's so resourceful, and that's what I like. She's definitely a spy in that sense. You know, you're used to not having really that many weapons on you, and you got to use whatever you got around. I mean, and she's she could be labeled as the most resourceful Avenger. Whereas Hawkeye kind of learns to be in this. You know, you can't be just shooting off your arrows far away. You're gonna have a a finite amount that fits in your quiver. So he definitely wants to be more resourceful, I feel like, in this battle. And we see him utilize more so after this. The, uh... We see him utilize more, you know, scavenging arrows and stuff. But she's definitely the most resourceful Avenger. And that usually goes towards archers. But she's grabbing their spears, using their bodies to control shit. Like, come on, that one, shooting one right there in front of you like that, 
Just grab that arrow and jam it into him and then pull it back. <laughs> Love the two of them fighting on here. And there we go, using its armor against it. Hammering it in with some lightning. Ooh. <clears throat> Such good team-up ways. And they, they showcase those very well in this, whereas not so much in later movies. But like... <laughs> like Iron Man blasting a cap shield and Hulk using his super strength to put something in and then... Uh, Thor legitimately just wedging it into there more so to do the most amount of damage possible. Done very well. Ooh, Cap ain't gonna let that slide. And we see our waitress from earlier that was in the restaurant hiding out. Who's definitely all about the cap. She's feeling him. There she is again. And of course, Sea Lane's right in front of her. He got blasted the fuck out of there. So did that other one go down, or is that other one still in there? And if you look closely in any of the scenes with her, you can see that her name is Beth. That's the name that's on her name tag. <laughs> and here we go. We have Nick Fury just being... Uh, Being the strong arm that we know and love him to be, you know, he ain't taking shit from no one. Done so well. Here we go, we got Loki coming on in. I love that too, Loki's still a passenger. Oh, oh, man. All right. So the coolest thing about his his bow and arrow, I feel like, is that his qu his quiver isn't how it weaponizes, but, like, the head for that is put on there from his quiver, or from his bow selection. So the bow puts the head on there for the right one, or it moves it so it's the proper one. But the way that I interpret what I just saw is his bow puts on that explosive head. His bow puts on the fun little heads onto it by his clicks. That's another uh, Hulk reference to comics. He usually says puny humans. Um, so puny gun, nice, uh, nice touch. <laughs> Ooh. 
I love that. It's such an ineffective safety to be able to do it. Like, fuck, man. Build a switch. Make it easier. Build a hidden switch. I love how much they... I love the Avengers just like slowly whittling down the best that they can. Whereas they're not fighting the war, they're fighting the battles. And that's definitely true to how any superhero would react. Their first and foremost thing is going to be protecting people. And that's the most immediate threat to the people. Ooh. Got him. I miss the triangle design. That's the one thing I don't like about the new suit is we're back to the circles. So, by a rough estimate of what I saw there, his air, his quiver holds like 16 different arrows. Okay, so there. It's his bow that selects it, but his quiver rotates and puts that one puts that head on or as the next readily available so neat whereas opposed to like green arrow he j he feels and he's like okay that's the arrow that has that that's the arrow that has that and he goes off of his his touch of his different you know feathers sticking out of his quiver or arrowhead Shafts sticking out of his or arrow shafts sticking out of his quiver. <clears throat> Ooh. And there he goes. This is the most urgency you've ever seen Fury move with, and he is he ain't having it. Look at biggest badass I know. Waits till it gets clear of everyone that it could hurt. And takes out that one. And he's like, okay, shit, she only said a bird. This other one's about to dip from right behind me. I'm going to take my pistol. I'm still going to try. Fuck, it's too far. He was ready, though. Ready to try to take down that with a pistol. Oof. So I, that's one thing I do like about Stark. Stark realizing, hey, I can't keep fighting these individual battles. And S.H.I.E.L.D. legitimately just forced my hand with it. That is actually an accurate time frame, too. So we're at five seconds from then. Two minutes and 30 seconds is a legit time frame. So that's going to be with 1825 left will be when the nuke goes off. And I love that because I count that in movies all the time. I'll sit there and watch and count alongside of it and see if it makes it or not in the time frame. Ooh, man, such a good, 
here we go. Let's go. I do like when his shoulder flaps and whatnot come out for breaking. And he lo looks like he's got more on his suit. I always enjoy that. Might as well try Miss Potts. I like Jarvis being able to read the situation and know like, okay, shit, this might be a one-way trip. He's got to talk to Pepper, and Pepper's also got to pep him up and be like, you're going to make it back, Tony, because I'll murder you if you don't. <laughs> Here we go. How nice that it at least keeps Pepper's face on the screen, so that's something for him to fight for if she ain't gonna answer. Twenty-five more seconds. About. I didn't catch the exact time, so I had to guess about the first few seconds. Because I was busy talking to you guys. And going dark. Five, four, three, two, one, boom. Okay, yeah, we're two seconds off, which is bound to be expected when you're like, oh, I felt feel like it was about five seconds since they said it. Done so well. Here he goes. Come on. Let's save him. But there we go. That's being... Even the sacrifice play made here. Like, that's kind of recurring for Tony. Tony's always making that sacrifice play. Ah, uh, saved by Hulk. See, and there we go. Then again, there's some more of Bruce sticking through and Bruce coming through as Hulk. In this instance. Done so well. Don't let him go gently into the night. <laughs> Hulk's got roars that'll raise the dead. I feel like it's something to add into his resume. And always breaking tension with humor. In the way that he needs to. I feel like that's definitely, especially out of this group of people, he's needed for... Let's just not come in tomorrow. That's an improvised. And so is Have You Ever Tried Shawarma. And at one point you can see him fall down in front of the shawarma place, which I always forget to point out. 
because I never think about it. <laughs> He's still just like barely getting out of the crevice that Hulk beat him the fuck into. And look at that. Everything's tarnished now. Not as nice of a gold. Come on, show us America's ass. You know we want to see it. I, I think Barton needed to be the one that got to sit there right with it fixed on him. Because he was ready to take him the fuck out. So I'm sure that's the only way he would have agreed to joining that. Here we go. We got the more we got that realistic news footage again. Always fun. <laughs> Such a nice little uh Cameo too. Absolutely love the cameo brought on by Stanley in this one. Oh, Beth. There it is. There you can see it way clearer. You don't need a big screener to be looking close for that one. There's a deleted scene where Captain America's talking to her and Stanley is also in that one and he just says, Give ask for her number already <laughs> or give him your number already or something. It's good stuff. I love that mouth muzzle. The muzzle for Loki is great. And I want to know what Black Widow said to Hawkeye to make him smile. You know? <laughs> like, I want to know canon canonically what was said. Canonically. I don't know how you'd say that properly. Tony Stark. It, uh, Tony Stark's car right there is not an actual car. It was just designed specially from the movie from a 1991 car as opposed to the new model that everyone thought was going to be coming out once they saw it. I love that room for him going in and having to take shit from them. Because like he doesn't actually work in there. He just like gets his ass handed to him in that room and walks out and just like leaves the shit from that room in that room. I like its function. What a good movie. So, any, any movie with massive team-ups is always going to be good and successful. And I do enjoy a good chunk of the writing with some of the scenes I'm not that crazy about. So I gotta say, overall, as a movie movie, I'd give this one... An 8.1. A really good, solid movie, and I still very much enjoy it each time I watch it. But there's just some little little quips that I'm not crazy about, some little shots that I feel like could use some 
effort, but the amount of backstory that they put in for everything and whatnot is always awesome. Very enjoyable. Um, so that and that always leads to it being a successful movie and getting to watch these heroes play together for the first time. But movie standards, I give it an 8.1 out of 10. No disrespect whatsoever. Love the movie. Um, but yeah, that, that's my that's my thought process on it. Let me know what you thought. Lo- link up with me on Facebook or on Twitter. You can see both of those links in the description for this here. Facebook.com slash BarelyAllen93. Twitter at BarelyAllen. Same spelling as the title for these shows. And yeah, link up with me on there. Check out my regular episodes of the podcast where we're not just sitting around doing a watch along, but where we actually talk about stuff. Uh, I'm about to record my next episode shortly after this, which is going to be going over the comic book series Heroes in Crisis by DC Comics, written by Tom King, an absolutely great comic book. Uh, Probably, definitely in my top ten of stories. I couldn't give you an exact number, but... Make sure to check that one out when it comes out and listen to my thoughts on abusing myself via watching a bunch of Power Rangers really quickly. Uh, currently, we are in Power Rangers Dino Thunder. Going to be doing a series about that one, hopefully, to, or the episode about that one, hopefully, tomorrow. So keep your ears peeled for all that fun stuff coming out. If you, uh, perchance, are someone who is interested in smoking, toking, or anything involved with that variation, I do a 420-friendly podcast called A Toking Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse that is available on YouTube, live-streamed every day, usually around 4.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, but that timing does vary. So you can check that out. There's a link to my YouTube here. We have a mid credit scene. The Other, okay. So The Other is not included in those movies, actually. He's not an endgame in Infinity War, but I think it would have been really neat if we would have been able to see The Other come back or if we would have saw one of the other ones. Ooh, <laughs> funny that I say the other ones. But one of the other peons of Thanos that appears there in this movie. I realize the account and planning that that requires is quite a bit, but they brought back Red Skull and he was from a year before this. Thanos, you look too pink. Let's make you purple, you purple bitch. And we are going to fast forward to the last end credits scene here because we kind of got our other stuff done. Uh, I'm at 222.08, 222.09. And we are about to roll that end credit scene. And very simple, but very nice. You see the annihilation caused by the Avengers. You see Captain America catching up on that sleep that he said he didn't need any of. Everyone looks beat and just silence as everyone sits around trying this shawarma. Mark Ruffalo seems to be the only person like super enjoying it. He's hunched over it. Clint looks like he's about ready to keel over. I love everyone's faces here. Just I like I like the look on everyone. Very good movie. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I always love watching the Marvel movies. I look forward to my next stuff. Um, yeah, you guys heard where it can all be found. So 
listen up for it. And until next time, my name is Barely Allen, and hopefully you are enjoying these, and I will see you next time.